Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Real quick before we get started, if you enjoy reading about signs and if you enjoy fiction like Bridget Jones and Sex in the City, you might enjoy my books, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend too. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. I am joined today by writer, wife, mom, and my friend on Instagram, Dana Fraze. Hi, Dana. Hi, Fern. Thank you so much for having me on today. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you. Dana Fraze is a writer, wife, and mom who is working on a novel centering on the premise if the attacks of 9-11 happened on the date that was originally intended earlier in 2001. And she, as I mentioned, is my friend on Instagram. And we connected on Instagram because you shared a story that gave me chills about your father-in-law. And I love to follow people who are fellow believers. And I just loved it. And then I came to find out that you have so many other stories and you're a writer and we have a lot in common. You're in Southern California too, right? I am. I am. I didn't realize you were as well. And then um, I was reading your bio again on your book today and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so close by. (laughs) (laughs) So you might have to meet in person one day, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> so you are, are you originally from California? Yes, I was born and raised um, around Pasadena, as was my husband, hence kind of the whole backstory to what you were just referring to. Um, but <laughs> we were both born and raised here. Um, he left for college and came back and we connected in our 20s and it's been about 12 years. <laughs> nice. So you knew him growing up. Yes, we went through the same elementary school. He was two years ahead of me, um, and his sister was a year ahead of me. But our families have known each other for a long time, and my dad was good friends with his grandfather. And so when we first started dating, it was more just friends and um, Mm -hmm. just kind of reacquainting ourselves with each other, and then it turned into more, obviously. Um, But I was fortunate to know his dad, Um, probably not well because we weren't hanging out socially at that time. But um, I did see him probably a few months before he passed away. I was actually at my husband's 21st birthday, oddly enough, as a guest (laughs) of his sister. I know. Um, That was in the fall of 97, and his father passed away the following May. So that was the last time I saw him. Oh, so you definitely, okay, so you knew him, and you knew what his personality, what was his personality like? He was a big outdoorsman, fishing horseback riding he would go away for a week every spring on horseback with a bunch of his friends and they would ride through the california hills he was kind of kind of like the modern day cowboy i guess you could say so yeah um yeah (laughs) and um, (laughs) we tried to kind of keep that alive with our sons we we have his picture um in their rooms and he's holding a giant salmon from a fishing trip in alaska Uh and from the time they were born we always told the boys that grandpa john's watching you Grandpa John can see you, your guardian angel. He's always around. And, you know, this kind of goes 
all the way back to when my older son was a baby and I used to feed him in his room and he would always kind of look over my shoulder and smile. And I finally asked my husband if he noticed anything. He said, yeah, he's always looking at something over my shoulder. And it kind of gave (laughs) us both chills because Mm -hmm. we thought maybe he was there. My older son is his namesake. Thought he was there maybe just just checking in, just watching. Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And so your husband was a very young father passed. Yeah, he was – Gosh, how, he, was probably, he was 20, I believe. Yeah, okay. so that's, that was young. Yeah. Um, and it was sudden? They were, um, I can touch on it. It was sudden. They were both um, in a, a bad car accident together, and oh, his father passed oh. away. I know. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. So, yeah, but, you know, um, my husband's amazing and strong, and um, mm-hmm. we just had to keep his – you know, Grandpa John's memory alive, however we can, and because I know he they were very close. absolutely adored his grandsons. You know, and it well they were, and they were getting to kind of that point where they weren't just father and son anymore. They were starting to become friends because my husband yeah. was turning into an adult. So yeah. I think that was hard. You know, losing a parent at that stage in your life, just when you're ready to kind of start enjoying them as a friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, and but. It, it, I love how you describe how you both your sons have his picture in their room and that he would have just mm-hmm. loved, he would have enjoyed them so much. Is he um, buried somewhere? His cemetery is somewhere in Southern California. Yes. It's up in, it's up in Altadena and that's kind of where the Hawk story came from. Um, it was 20 years this past May and um, we decided that it was a good time to take the boys up there. They'd never been to his gravesite, and that it would be nice to kind of just, take a moment and think of him, you know, 20 years. And so we all went up there and it was Mm -hmm. the first time we'd all been there together. And the boys were kind of running around and my husband and I were standing there Mm -hmm. and we each had a, one of his favorite beers and looked up in the tree right next to the grave site. And there is a humongous hawk. And I have never seen a hawk this big in my life. And I said, CJ, look at that hawk. And he goes, wow, that is a big bird. And it was just sitting there, just gazing at us, just watching the boys. And I mm-hmm. said, do you think that's him? And, of course, my husband, no, 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 come on, that's silly. And I, <laughs> we always tell the boys he's watching them like a hawk, and here he is. And then oh my God. Later, he turned around, and it was gone. And so I, I have believe never seen that that a hawk was, in my life. Like maybe I'm because I'm from New oh. Jersey. I've lived in all the wrong places. <laughs> I've never seen a hawk in my life. I can't They're imagine. Around. But like in Pasadena <laughs> suburbia, my... it's not normal. <laughs> right. And they're usually right. quite a bit smaller. Yeah. And it's so. it's amazing, right? Like this one had to be big. It had to be where he where you're at the moment you're honoring him. And that you used to always say that phrase and coupled with the fact that you're, you know, I feel like sometimes, um, you know, I always say these things kind of like happen together with other things. Like it's no coincidence Mm -hmm. that your older son used to look at something like it's that, that like that looking at something connection Uh and then, and then this happens and all of the connections there, it gives like, it's so funny. I hear these stories and I know the story in advance and I still get chills when I hear it. It's 
I get so telling it. I mean, it's very cool. <laughs> it is incredible. He really is watching them like a hawk, and that was so him. Wow. Do your sons? Yeah, I, um, so. I I think they're yeah. Are they young? Do they they're pretty young. Um, they don't ask much. They the just concept. know that Grandpa John went yeah. to heaven. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We just say that he's there in their hearts and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And they haven't really asked much more than that, and so we're kind of leaving that alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I'm the biggest believer, but I didn't really think about these things or um, or or under you know explore these concepts or ideas until I was in my 20s. And if someone had told me this when I was younger, I think I would have been like, I don't know how I would have felt, honestly. Yeah, it's something yeah, it's so it's personal. You, you have to come to it on your it. own. Yeah, because until you experience it, it's it does sound kind of bizarre, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or oh, I can explain that, or I can like. But once you actually experience mm-hmm. it, especially a few times, you're going, yeah, you know. Mm. And you have a story about your grandma. Uh, first of all, you, you, I love that your grandma went to Stanford and your dad went to USC. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait, did I read this right? Your grandma went to Stanford. Yeah. Like that's a whole story in itself. That's amazing. She was 16 when she started there. Um, oh, wow. So it would have been back in like, ni- I know, I know. So it would have been back in around 1933, I believe. <laughs> oh, and, amazing. Um, I know. I wish she was still around because I really would have loved to have heard more stories about that. She passed away when I was just about to turn 13. And so I, I'm pretty sure I didn't yeah. hear the best ones. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> Were there other women even in her class at that time? I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I can imagine there probably weren't many. And, you know, the joke was that she had too much fun at Stanford, and her father made her finish <laughs> at Dominican College, which was an all-women's college in San Francisco. So, Oh, um, oh you missed some good stories. I, I know I did. Any <laughs> aunts or uncles or even if, I don't know, I'm so curious to to find out. I'm sure they're around somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. What was her major? I don't even know, to be honest with you. There's yeah. so much I I don't know. Um, just because I think I was so young when she passed, and it's been so yeah. long since she passed that I've never really, I've never really thought to ask. You know, that's a good question. Maybe yeah. I should find out. It's so funny. We, my brother and I, were so curious growing up. We would ask our grandparents like a million questions, but. Even that, I still think of things, and I'm like, we never asked them that. Like, there's still things that it doesn't matter how much you ask them, and I, I don't even remember what we used to ask them, that there's still holes. There are still things we don't know that I'm like, oh, man, I wish we had asked them that. And my, um, I have a niece and nephew, so when I, I was home recently, I made them ask my parents questions. I made a list, and then I recorded them, and they were kind of a little <laughs> reluctant to do it. And I was like, just do it, please. <laughs> You're going to thank me someday. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good to have, oh, my goodness. To get their history. But I think it's so cute that, so she went to Stanford, your dad went to USC, and they used to bet on football games. They did. They had a very, um, I guess, cheeky or joking relationship. They were really fond of each other because this was my mother's, my mother's mom. So it was my dad's mother-in-law. And he used to oh, kid her. Okay. And yeah, and they had a a very sweet relationship where they joked around with each other quite a bit. And they would always bet dimes on the Stanford USC football game. And after she passed away, 
my dad started finding dimes um, like in his pants pocket that had come back from the cleaners. And he had a thing every night where he'd come home and he would take everything out and put it on the counter. So we knew that there was nothing left in the pocket. These were fresh pants that hadn't been worn straight out of the cleaning bag. And so he'd mm-hmm. find a dime, and it just happened a couple <gasps> times, I think. And then um, we moved her break front into our house, and we left the room, went to get something to drink, and we came back, and there was a dime just sitting in the middle of the shelf. <gasps> and, and, like, yeah. why would there ever be a dime in a break front to begin with? Like, it's just so, like, let's say, like, it, like, got wedged in the back, and then when you moved it, it, like, kind of moved to the front. But why would it ever be there? It's, like, I know. It's so amazing. I had a dime fall out of my towel on a swim deck after league finals went. <laughs> I remember someone saying, you drop money. And I'm like, I'm in a bathing suit. They said, no, you drop money on the deck. And I turned around and there's a dime on the ground. And my parents and I just looked at each other and went, oh, my gosh. Wow. It was it's amazing. It, it happened Didn't enough times. Did your time. sister, like, step out, like, she was at her friend's house and she stepped out of the shower? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she, um, it was in middle school, I think, after a dance, and she went to take a shower before bed, and she got out of the shower, and there was a dime sitting on the towel. She looked at the clock, and it was midnight, and it was her birthday. She just went, oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh, I love it. <laughs> so, so it was, it was mm-hmm. your sister's birthday, or it was, oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was my sister. It had just turned her birthday. <laughs> Aww. There's probably 100 more stories I'm forgetting about the dime, but yeah, really I know the feeling. So sweet. <laughs> and so the best place that I think it popped up, I love this story. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the disposal, yes. Um, you know, we stopped finding them for a while. We had, our, we had our ashes in our house for quite a while, and we were finding dimes regularly, but once we scattered her ashes, it kind of stopped a bit. Um, Where did you scatter them? Past, uh, Huntington Lake. Huntington Lake. Oh, nice. <laughs> probably keep that on the deal I don't know if we were supposed to nice. do that but that's where they are <laughs> so, Wait, did she, um, so she didn't specify like I want them to be spread she did, like Stanford she, she, or did. she mentioned Huntington Lake but so we kind of oh. we had to all go up there and make the trek and um we had a little family ceremony and did the oh, deed, I, guess. I see what you mean <laughs> you mean that the, the uh park ranger or whoever like the City yeah, I'm the sure they probably don't want to throw the ashes in the lake. But <laughs> this is back in 1993, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the rules were like. Anything goes. It was so wish. They can't deny that. That's oh, so there funny. you go. Uh, so awesome. this past, I think past, was it must have been fall, we were oddly talking about her. It was like she was listening. It was very bizarre. My parents were over <laughs> to watch the USC-UCLA game, and we had been talking about the dimes and how it was sad we didn't really find many anymore. And I go into the kitchen. I start doing dishes. I start the garbage disposal, and it's making it sound like it would if you dropped a fork into it. Of course, my dad right. comes into the kitchen and goes, let me look at that. So he fiddles with it a minute, the switch and everything, and he turns it back on, and a dime flies two feet <laughs> in the air out of the garbage disposal and lands on the counter. And we all just went, oh, my. I have it. I still have it. And it's all battered up from the disposal. Oh, it's all dinged and knit. You should make yeah. a necklace out of it. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously. And, oh, my gosh. And when I read your book with the pennies, I, I almost dropped the book because I, I couldn't believe it that it could be so similar. And I'm thinking, my gosh, maybe this happens to other people. <laughs> It does. It definitely does. But I love that 
this is another example of like they're kind of always coupled with things. If they if a dime had popped out of the garbage disposal any other time, you'd be like, "Hi, Graham." Like it's funny, but that it happened uh-huh. that they that your dad was there, came over to watch the USC game. It's I know. like so so perfect. Yeah, it, it really like just when you think like, "Is this Graham?" Hi, Graham. There's something that goes uh-huh. along with it as the validation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all had a good chuckle over that. That was, it was a good feeling. Yeah, that's, I love it. That's just perfect. So you are, you're working on a manuscript. Is this your first novel? Well, I finished the manuscript last year, um, but I kind of started a while ago and, oh, thank you. <laughs> Labor of love for sure. I'm sure you know what that's yeah. like. <laughs> and yeah, um, so. I put it away to have babies, you know, and kind of get them to the point of being somewhat self-sufficient and I pulled it out and I of course had to basically rewrite the whole thing <laughs> um, that and, I that and I know right it's never done it's never done mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> so I finished that one and I'm currently trying to find representation for it and then you know while that's going on no reason to stop writing so mm-hmm. writing more things and that's where the 9-11 novel came from so there's a lot of balls up in the air right now, I guess you could say. I'm just so interested, and I think it's that that feeling that still all these years later, cannot believe this happened, and there's always another story yeah. that I learn of another hero, another, you know, another amazing coincidence, fascinating story. It, it never ceases to amaze me. It sounds like you've done a lot of research, and oh, yeah. it's... And it seems that 9-11 was not their, one of their original dates. From what I've garnered, they wanted to do it in June of 2001 because Ariel Sharon was visiting the United States. And obviously they mm-hmm. had a huge beef with him over, you know, land and everything and treatment of people. And so they initially wanted mm-hmm. to do it in June of 2001 and include the West Coast, um, airliners um, out of Southeast Asia and I mean really catastrophic horrible mm-hmm. things and they just they couldn't get the pilots or visas fast enough like things weren't coming together and they started paring down the plot because they thought it was just too unwieldy to you know carry out and which mm-hmm. is how we got to 9-11 so the manuscript kind of takes the narrator who has been her life has been decimated by 9-11. Her husband and her sister are both lost that day. And, you know, 10 years later, she's at the opening of the memorial, and she's wondering what would my life have been like. And the next day she wakes up on June 26, 10 years earlier, still pregnant with her child, and kind of gets oh, a do-over. Wow. You kind of start to see how other things happen because of that. You know what I okay. mean? How mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. maybe her husband and sister are there, other things are set in motion that she can't control. So there's really no fix mm-hmm. for anything, but um, and it's still in its early stages. So we'll see where no, it ends up going. Great. What is your first novel Thank about? You. So the first one um, is kind of a riff on a Christmas Carol. I, it's kind of how I explain it to people initially. <laughs> Except there's no Scrooge. It's a bride who ha- bride to be who has just lost her mother. She's grieving. Oh. She's miserable, and she's thinking about calling off the wedding and just taking off and doing something totally different with her life. And um, her mom comes back in the form of her spirit, 
and takes her into the past, the present, and the future to show her, like, she attends her parents' wedding. She sees her birth. She learns things about her family and friends that she didn't know. And then she goes into the future and has to then decide, after seeing what awaits her, if she's going to marry her fiancé or not. And this so, sounds very up my alley, and I cannot wait to read it. I know. <laughs> sounds great. Thank you. I, I, I really do love the story. It's so interesting on the going back to the nine eleven one, if um mm-hmm. if her husband hadn't passed and her sister hadn't passed, it's so often that we think, you know, well then things would be perfect. And it's true. Like I never want to diminish anyone's grief and say like, you know, oh like your your you know, your husband or your your, your sister's a a ladybug now. Like I would feel like, no, I want my sister here alive on earth. That's right. what she should be. Completely get it. But it doesn't take away from the fact that like they're still here and energy doesn't die and if she's trying to communicate with you the best gift you can give them is to to accept it and acknowledge it but we have such similar tastes and I can't wait to read Uh your books I'm so excited for you thank you well keep your fingers crossed I um you know it's always nice to find a published author who has a similar aesthetic to me because you know how you get going you're thinking is anyone ever gonna read this like am I way out in left field here (laughs) and then you know I pick up something like what you've written and I think you know what yes there is an audience for this and they are out there and I just need to stick to my truth and keep going absolutely (laughs) and it will happen exactly write it yes write it and they will come exactly (laughs) thank you you, um do you have a website because I was looking for it and I was like maybe I'm missing it I don't because I am technologically okay. not a savant and I haven't gotten okay. it yet. I figure <laughs> maybe in the near future, but I've heard that, that it's probably good to have one of those. So that'll be top of the top of the to-do list, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But everyone who's listening can find you on Instagram and Twitter, right? That's right. Um, my Instagram is the initials DC and then phrase F-R-A-S-E which was my grandmother's maiden name. So it's my oh, oh, my current it. pen name. But, yeah, so I I took it from her. Um, so there's the full circle there. And then um, my Twitter I handle, it. I don't go on too much, but it's um, SunnyD1225. Uh, mm-hmm. Perfect. So people I are welcome it. to token over there. <laughs> and they definitely will, and I definitely will. I'm so happy we finally got to talk you have amazing stories, and I can't wait to read your books, and I can't wait to meet in person one of these days. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you, and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Thank you again and sweet dreams. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.